Maybe at work? In the car? Wherever you are. Geocache Talk podcast is sponsored by FTF Magazine. FTF Magazine can be found at ftfgeocacher.com and by IB Geocaching Supplies. The best site for geocoins, cache containers, and much more can be found at ibgeocaching.com and by Cashly. Cashly is the foremost geocaching app and can be found at cashly.com and by AMS Travel Sales. AMS Travel Sales is proud to offer hosted geocaching tours and cruises. Join us as we hunt for geocaches on our travel adventures. Please make sure and let these fine sponsors know that you appreciate their support of the show. So, uh, as we wrap this up, we still got a couple things to do in the next hour, so nobody go anywhere. Uh, yep. Bounce Mouse is going to be coming in soon. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're going to talk about gadget caches. He Tends to know a little bit about those. Yeah, just a little. Um, and we still have to check in on the whittling project. Yeah, we need to get uh, Jeff to jump back on with us. He's he's not in the green room, but he must be working hard at uh, at finishing up in the in the time allotted right now. It looked like a pretty complicated. Uh, yeah, that he might. has undertaken. So hopefully he yeah. can get it done within the time. Uh, all right, well, let's let's bring Chad in while we're here. So. Mr. Bounce, brought up yesterday. Uh, Joshua brought up yesterday. Have you seen yeah, that one? I haven't. I heard about it. Isn't that where the guy learns the, uh, the Beatles songs? Because for some reason there's a glitch and nobody knows that. Right, the world forgot about the Beatles, and he's the only one that remembers all the Beatles songs. Yes, so he brings them out, and of course everybody loves them. Yeah, it's a pretty good movie. Yeah. Um, Tom says he's gonna. Oh, Tom says. Way past my bedtime. I'm going to stick stick it out. Thank you, sir. I appreciate that. Ryan, bounce, bounce in the house. We're on our eighth hour now, and we have bounce, bounce on, and people are dwindling. They're falling asleep, so you're easily going to win prizes this hour. So oh, yeah. Jump in there, donate, and you are probably going to win a prize. Yep, yep. Um, all right, so let's wrap up. The last hour of the Whittle stream. Yeah, his, he is streaming it uh, on another location. So, yeah, hopefully he'll jump in here and we'll, uh, we'll yeah, we'll see it. I'll send him a quick note and see if he'll pop on just to kind of let us know how he's doing. Look at that. Happy Hodag has been here since the beginning. Wow. I'm curious to see who else has been here since the beginning. Dude, that is awesome. Ryan, also. Ryan, yep. Those are some gluttons for punishment here. Gary forced me to do this. Yeah, I know. Um, you know, you had to do it. You tortured me. You got me locked into it. Pulled on my heartstrings with St. Jude. Now I have to do it. I know. Oh, it's been great. Don't tell me that. Don't tell no, me. No, it's been a lot of fun. We've had a lot of fun, and we're getting to this last hour, and we've been on a long time now, and we, we're, you know, we're finishing up strong here. We got a, a fun hour coming up. Yeah. Give away all the prizes we have left over, and. Uh, we're yeah, seven thousand dollars. Yeah, we need to get to seven. 
Um, and if people are wondering why on the website it's like 4,800, uh, uh, Jesse is doing the other math because we have pledges from Jim O'Hare. We have, um, we have the pledge from uh, your anonymous person who's yeah. going to give. Um, he's going to match 1,000. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of how we got to that are off the books so far. So uh, it's not showing up in that official total. If you're looking online to, to make that pledge. Yep. Um, Eric says he's driving home and he's still with us. Uh, be safe. I hope you're already home by now. Long drive, baby. Yeah, it's a long drive. So um, yeah, it's been oh, a lot of fun Eric. tonight so far and we still have some more fun to go. I've enjoyed every hour. Well, thank you. Well, thank you, Aaron. Uh, all right. So let me pull up. Number eight. And we might get started early. Looks we like Bounce House came to us from a, a scientist laboratory somewhere. I know. Chad, you're going to have to give us the whole story on that deal, buddy, here in a minute, but we'll get there. Oh, in a minute. We can't hear you. Oh, no sound. He'll work it out. It's okay. We got a couple seconds till we start the, the first yeah, hour, the next yeah. hour. So. Yeah, we're not starting yet. He'll work it out. Um. Oh, thanks, three happy campers. They said it's all been great. We appreciate that. We worked hard on trying to come up with a good list of different varying shows, so that's been that's been good. Uh, I think. Um, hit turn the car off. That's funny. Uh, that was funny. It was a funny technical difficulty earlier. Yeah. Can you hear me now? Yes, we can hear you. Just there. All right. Just then we could hear you. Perfect. Uh, all right, cool. Um, all right, so yeah, Burn Turtles. It was a nice callback to when Jim O'Hare turned the car off and we got to hear him. So that was pretty pretty awesome. So, mm-hmm. all righty. All right, so I have to announce one more time our yep. goal for this hour. No pressure on your shoulders. Right. Coming here at the end, you have an amazing show. You're coming to us from a mad scientist laboratory. We got to get our seven hundred dollars in. If we get seven hundred dollars this hour, we will have blown seven thousand dollars raised for St. Jude. That's incredible. And prizes, guys, we're giving away all of our prizes that we have left over. Yep. So everything's being shoved out. Seven hundred dollars is all we're looking at. That's call it. Everybody you got to call. Yep. Uh, now we have. Uh, we're going to get an update. Let's get an update from. Our buddy Jeff. Jeff, how how have you been doing there? My fingers are getting a workout. <laughs> <laughs> Looks like you've been working hard. Look, he's got he's got a nice mess set up there. So, oh wow. Wow. oh wow, that is awesome! All those little ripples of the microphone there. Yes, those are details that I have not done a whittling like this before. So this is a first. Wow, that's yeah, incredible. It's coming together nicely. I like it. The Geocache Talk logo. That's awesome. That is very very cool. Thanks. Very cool. We're, we're going to give that away this hour. So if you give during this hour, um, you have a chance to win that. So we're excited about that. Hopefully we will not see a live finger cut off because that was a very sharp <laughs> razor blade that you're using there. Yeah. Well, yeah. I'm hoping I'm hoping to be able to get it enough done that I'll be able to at least burn some highlights in and, and uh, get to the point of being able to uh, code it to finalize it afterwards. Cool. Um, yeah, and i got to wow. do the backing as well. So there's still a few things to do, but we still got – just over an hour. <laughs> yeah, you're good. You're good. How has your um, your live stream gone? Do you think? 
Um, no, it's great. People have been popping in. I don't know if anybody's been around the whole time, but uh, chat has been good. Cool. Um, I've, I've kept the audio off, so it's just video. But yeah. uh, I also have two sticky keys on my keyboard because I spilt my monster on it. <laughs> oh, no. So it's really hard to type. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Yeah. So we have to mention that only if you give from this point on can you be eligible to win this prize. Yep. But that's not all. That's not all. It's like one of those QVC shows Mike was talking about. No, that's right. not QVC shows. We're trying to sell this stuff in the last hour. Well, this is it. You've got <laughs> a chance to buy here. So uh, I think we have one more amazing prize that's going to be up on the auction block tonight too, huh? Yep. Um, Chad's going to explain to us what that is here in a minute. Let me well, – let's get started. Let You're me, just going to draw the suspense out. Okay, let's talk about the other problem. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to – Keep drawing it out. Everybody's hanging. You know they're hanging around trying to see this. So. Yeah, I know. They're just going to have to wait. Let me uh, let me start the hour off here real quick. Where'd it go? There it is. Welcome to this hour of Geocache Talk's fourth annual Podcast of Hope. Once again, we are raising funds for St. Jude's Children's Hospital. Our goal is to raise $5,000, and we can only do that with your help. To help us reach our goal, please visit the website below and donate. Now, let's join our hosts of Geocache Talk's Podcast of Hope. All right, there we go. Starting the, starting the hour off a little bit early, but that's okay. We want to get to our goal and wrap it up. That's right. Uh, Chad, thanks for being on. Bounce, bounce. Uh, appreciate you being on this hour with us. Yeah, thanks for having me on. Absolutely. Um, we're going to talk about one of your favorite topics, the <laughs> gadget. The gadget. We're excited. Yes. Um, so, yeah, let's uh, let's go through some of the items we are giving away this hour. Jesse, you ready? I'm ready. Okay. Um we have the last hour for uh, log work. The creators of the fantastic log book made with genuine write in the rain paper. The log book's designed for the micro containers of the present and future geared towards the hider who rather wants to go geocaching than doing geocache maintenance. We also have, and I don't have it in my notes, so one second. Let me bring it up in my other notes. Practical geocaching <clears throat> donated eight of their 82-piece deluxe geocache repair kits. Practical geocaching offering quality items at affordable prices, and shipping is always free. Want a great item that won't break the bank? Visit practicalgeocaching.com today. Uh, Arted Crafted donated eight shirts, so we got one this hour. Artedcrafted.com and are creators of distinctive geocaching and custom t-shirt designs for you and your caching group. They can even print your path tag on a shirt so you can show off your path tag pride. Go to artedcrafted.com to enhance your geocaching experience. And I think that it, well, other than what Chad's going to do, <laughs> Chad, do you want to describe it or how do you want to oh, you wanna... the giveaway? Yeah. Um, yeah, so um, this hour I'd like to give away, um, you, you have an option of either a puzzle box, which is what I do. They're trackables. You can take them to events, and they're a puzzle that someone can solve the puzzle to discover it. 
Okay. Or we can do an ammo can gadget cache that someone could actually put out in the wild. Oh, wow. Okay. So one of the two they can pick. Yeah, yeah. Okay, awesome. That's an incredible prize. And I want to uh, make one mention right now, too. So we've been – a lot of people went all in earlier and gave money, and we've been pulling at heartstrings, so we expect them to do that, right? We've been talking about St. Jude, and people have donated tons of money throughout this. So, um, And, yeah, we, we did same with some of the great things for the end. So we can reach that goal at the very end and keep going and pushing hard. So anybody that gives any amount here in this last hour, any amount yeah, uh, is eligible. You don't have to give $500. You don't have to give $700. We're trying to push as much as we can, but anybody that gives any amount is eligible, is in the drawing to win these prizes right here at the very end. And we have a bunch of prizes here at the end. So um, yes, we've been, we've been asking the whole time. We're trying to raise the money, but uh we're not trying to take every dollar everybody has. Give if you can. If you can give any amount, you're in the you're in the drawing for this at the end. So we want to make this fun. We want to give away great prizes, um, and we want to finish out this uh, as strong as we can. So uh, I'm very excited to get this going this hour. Absolutely, yeah. that's awesome. All right, so let's talk about this. Uh, we we got to see you and talk and and play with some of your gadget caches at Going Caching. That was a lot of fun. We had a good time with it. Um, we didn't really do that great on the one with uh, with Joshua, but it was fun. You remember that one, Jesse? We the, uh, trivia, yeah. Trivia, yeah. yeah. There's only uh, two people that's completed that the first time. Oh, okay. Uh, I don't feel it, was, it was Brian and a mountain bike. Oh, wow. Okay. So even the other lackeys. They have an advantage. Yeah. yeah. They have a little bit of an advantage. A yeah. little bit. But that was a fun one. That was a lot of fun. Um, so I guess let's take a moment, let people know how you got involved in geocaching and let's start there and we'll come, we'll circle around to gadget caches. So how did you find, find out about this crazy sport we all love? Uh, back in 2014, um, my wife actually uh, figured it out um, or we were going on vacation down the Oregon coast and she said, uh, Oh, I have this fun game we can try on the way there called geocaching and i'm like well what is that right. she's like it's treasure hunting uh with your phone and i said well that sounds stupid i don't you know i didn't <laughs> want to do that so we ended up doing a few and uh they were you know soggy uh pill bottles and stuff behind trees you know in the pacific northwest it's, it's wet here right so uh everything's wet and it was you know you're getting muddy getting to them and it was no fun and i was like this is this is stupid i'm never going to do this again um on the way back, she forced me to do one. Uh, actually, we were staying in a hotel in Astoria, and outside the hotel was one. And she's like, let's go do this before we go to bed. So I went and did it uh, with her, and it was actually kind of cool. It was oh. uh, kind of creative and stuff. And I thought, oh, this is this is kind of cool. I can, I can see this. I could do something with this. And then probably six months later or so, I thought, oh, maybe I should try and hide some. Right. So I started, I started creating them at that point. And putting them out, um, and that's kind of where it took off. Okay, awesome. Yeah. Um, so it's interesting. You're, you're. I think everybody has different beginnings. I mean, Jesse has the funny beginning of his found one is like, "This is stupid. I'm done," and then <laughs> come back to it later. Um, but you know, it's amazing. And you found the one that was intriguing and sort of sparked you you know, sparked your interest from there. That's kind of interesting. Um, so what, 
what kind of drew you then to uh, what Ryan will call a lot of times creative caches. So let's start with that before you got into uh, gadgets. Did, did, were you drawn at all toward what what we're term we we term the creative cache, which is the uh, well, like slider up in, up your way, where you you pull down and the, the the cache comes out the top. It's sort of you know it's it's nothing fabulous in a sense, but yet it's something different where you have to push down and it the cache comes popping out the top. And were you interested at all in the creative ones that were out there? I mean, that's what, you know, after finding the creative ones, that's all I wanted to find. But unfortunately, you can't you can't just uh, filter that out. So I learned about the favorite points. Now, it took me a while um, to actually get into it, to learn everything. Um, and I was putting them out. You know, I even hit a couple light skirts at first. Oh. Um, you know, and I, I was putting out, you know, just basic ones, learning the game. Um, and then once I kind of figured things out, found some real creative ones around here is when I started making, you know, something else, you know, YouTube, watching stuff on YouTube, what people do. Right. Um, you know, that's, that's a big help. Yeah. So were you, um, did you run across as you were doing this people like, uh, goblin dust or, uh, WV Tim, I mean, what are, what are some people that sort of caught your eye that, that got you more interested, I guess. Yeah, here is Goblin Dust. He does amazing caches. Uh, right. You know, he has one that's a, a whole honey bucket that is sitting in a, a nursery, and you have to run a credit card to get into the honey bucket. Uh, huh. It doesn't charge the credit card or anything, and then you got to get in. And there's a lot of stuff to do. It shows a video of a honey bucket exploding and everything, and you got to sit down on the honey bucket and put a seatbelt on and everything. <laughs> and, and then the cache is actually down in the honey bucket. So it was a brand new honey bucket that he got. And so it was clean, but it, it has all these things in it. That's amazing. Um, he has a super pages uh, over in uh, Bremerton area. Right. Um, the Doctor Who ones. Um, he's done a lot of the HQ tour caches. Oh, okay. Um, stuff. So he's he's a really creative guy, and, and he's fun. And him and I are, are pretty good friends. So. Oh, cool. I'm not familiar with what a honey bucket is. Are you just – Oh, I'm sorry. Oh, how uh, – what do you call that? An outhouse? Oh yeah, oh, outhouse. Okay. Okay. Honey Bucket is is the company that does it around here. Oh okay, yeah. gotcha. That's pretty funny. So you got to strap into the honey bucket. Yeah, that's yeah. that's genius. So you started off with just the way everybody else does, right? You hit a few caches. You were learning the game. What was your first real foray into the next level? That next, the creative side of it for you for your first high that you decided you would get a little more creative with? Uh, for my first one, um, I actually got a little more creative with was uh, just the basic uh, electrical box, right? And you open it up and then there's just a couple wires sticking up and you pull it out and then there's a bison tube at the end, right? Um, but if you opened it up, it would just look like a couple wires with wire nuts. You wouldn't do anything with it typically. Oh. Um, and then I, I went away from those because I got a lot of people that said, oh, those are dangerous. I don't like to touch, teach my kids to touch wires, stuff like that. Yeah. I can understand. Yeah. Um, so then I went to, to doing other things. A lot of it was with like electrical conduit, you know, tubing, stuff like that that you hide it in. Mm-hmm. Uh, my very first real creative one is still out there. Um, I want to replace it, but a lot of people think it's their favorite. It's, it's one that you 
it comes down, you actually go into a box and you have to unwind this rope and it comes down from the roof about 20 feet away. Oh, wow. Wow. So um, I want to replace that one uh, before 2020, but we'll see what happens. Um, Is it in a store or somewhere? Where's the... Uh, yeah, most of mine are on commercial properties. Okay. So, so you, yeah. you, you've gotten pretty good at the, hey, I want to put cash here. Let me explain what this is, so forth, so on. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> good. That's yeah, I have good. a big book on how to, do, you know, I, say, I take pictures uh, to people. Uh, if it's something that I think uh, I really want to put out there, I'll mock one up. Um, I have a three-person cash that requires three to six people. Okay. Uh, and that one I mocked up and actually took to the place and showed them how it was going to work before, you know, before they approved it. Cause oh, cool. you, you can talk to them all day long about, Hey, this is what I want to do. But if you can show it to them, it, it really, you know, they, they see it, they get intrigued. You kind of explain to them that, you know, people are going to come here. I have a lot outside coffee shops. Okay. Um, you know, I can't guarantee them that someone's going to buy something, but majority of the time they do. Um, yeah. I was wondering like um, the conversation you would have, you know, with them, is there certain items that you think sort of seal the deal? Is it the potential for for people coming in, or is it what is it you think that that really brings people around and says, "Yeah, you can put a cashier"? I don't think it's the money aspect uh, of it. I, I think it's more of creating a fun and game for the community. Okay. Um, you know, I explained to them that it's a family, family uh, friendly game. Um, you do it with your GPS. You know, it's you're not just gonna have strangers walking around. They're gonna have a you know a reason to be there, right? Uh, to do it, and it and it's great for the community. Uh, a lot of I've done them with the cities um, where they've wanted to do some stuff, uh, and so the establishments like to help the cities out. Oh, cool. Things, so geo tours, stuff like that. Yeah, we have. Um, uh, I don't know if you're familiar with Audi. Uh, he lives in. Hayes, Kansas, and he seems to be great at. He has one at uh, in uh, Colby. He has it like on the grounds of the courthouse, and I'm thinking, how did he get? I mean, he got permission for you know. He told him. I mean, I, I don't know what he told him, but you know, and it's a uh, it's a gadget. It's got uh, you know, it's the whole you know, bring a nine volt battery, and mm-hmm. um, it, it's. It's a cool. Uh, we did it one night after the show, and um, it was fun. It, it's a, it's a lot of lights blinking, but if you kind of cover up some of the lights and kind of focus for a minute, and then you kind of you kind of break it down, it'll it it works works pretty good. But um, yeah, that's what uh, DJ says. Audi Olsen, yeah, does some new catches, but yeah, he's gotten permission for some of that. I'm just, I think it's fascinating. I mean, I've only got. Really, only have the one left. I had one that I had archived, but I have one at our chamber. I don't know, Jesse. Do you have any on public or commercial property at all? Or um, I'm trying to think what I have left. Uh, I've gotten permission from Parks. Okay. Um, most yeah. of mine are out in uh, out in the mountains where it's open to it as long as you don't damage anything, and you know you can get permission for it. But it's they have an open policy for it. Um, I don't know that I have any left that are not in parks right now. Okay. I don't think I have any in commercial areas at all. National parks, but that's a earth cash. Yeah. Um, those are, which I had to get all kinds of permission for. Did you really? Well, yeah. Even though it's part of a geo tour, 
I mean, it's part of a geo tour. It's so. part of a geo tour. So, uh, did you have less hassle? Do you think? Or? No, more hassle. More hassle. Not hassle, but they're very particular about what they allow in national parks. Yeah, I guess so. But uh, no, I don't think I have any currently. I have one that's about to go in on commercial property, but I, I've known that person for quite a while. Oh, okay. Um, we've hosted an event there for the last two and a half years every Monday morning. Right. So that wasn't a hard approach, right? Hey, can we put one here? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so yeah, um, it's hard to do what you're doing and, and, and approach people, and people aren't comfortable doing that, you know. And I, I think that's people need to learn from what you're what you're talking about and you know, it's okay to approach people. All they're going to do is tell you no. Right. And they might tell you yes. And then you have a great, a great place to put a cash, a good secure place to put one. Yeah. If they say no to you, then you're, you're in the same spot you were before, right? You're, right. You, you stick to, it in anyway. can't put a cash out. Yeah. Just stick it in anyway. Is that you said? <laughs> <laughs> I didn't say that. I thought it was muted. My bad. Yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah. So, and most of mine are all hidden in plain sight, right? They, they blend right in. Right um, to the buildings, the properties, so you wouldn't even know that there's something that that shouldn't be there. Right. Uh, so Before we get any further, I want to give an update. Yep, give an update. Wow, we are at six thousand seven hundred and. Wow. Oh, I'm sorry, I, I got to do another update. We are at six thousand eight hundred and twenty-five. Wow, right there. I didn't update it fast enough. Um, wow. So we are right there at seven thousand dollars. Oh wow! Everybody, jump on in there, and it's, it only has to be a few dollars at a time to to be eligible for these prizes. So jump on in there. We're going to get there to that seven thousand dollars. Yeah, that's that's incredible. So, Ted, you you don't really like you said you do a mock up and you do some prep work, but obviously you don't want, you don't necessarily want to go too far until you get the permission. Or are you making it? fairly generic enough that if they don't if they don't like your idea you might go down the road to the next one or yeah they're they're fairly generic to where i could use them wherever so if they don't like it i'll find another place for it the only one that wasn't is that three-person one because that was very unique yeah um i don't think i could do that anywhere else right um do you now that you've done it for a while how, how long have you been putting out gadgets or 2015 okay Wow. So you've been doing it for a while now, almost almost five years. Do you are you starting to experience what WV Tim does? I'm not sure about Goblin Dust, uh, but WV Tim, where the word gets out a little bit, and the guy next door goes, "Hey, why are people? Why do you have a bunch of people at your place?" And they tell you, and they go, "Well, I want one of those." Do you do you, have you had anybody approach you and and try to contact you and say? Hey, put one in my front yard of my business or whatever. I have. I've had a couple of people ask me uh, to put some caches there. Um, and then I've had a lot of people ask me if I can help them build one. Oh, okay. Cool. Um, they have spots already that they have permission from, and they so they want one there. Um, so I'll help them build one. You know, the more creative cache we can gather, the better it is, I think, for the game. So yeah. I'm always willing to help. No, absolutely. So. Uh, talk a little bit about the one that you – you created for Joshua. I don't know if he's still on or not, but you made one for Joshua and then he broke it. But no, we won't, <laughs> we won't, we won't talk about that. No, no. Tell people what the the process you went through to, you know, what's that one? And um, Well, I don't know how much he wants me to say to, to give it away. Um, oh, yeah. I don't want to give away any spoilers. But so 
in, in the case of Joshua, you made it, sent it to him, gave him some instructions. Yeah, this is Joshua. Yeah, he blew yeah. up the microprocessor, so I broke it. <laughs> or microcontroller. So, so, <laughs> so, you, so in that case, you were able to maybe walk him through a, a restart, or yeah, he actually um, ordered some more uh, Arduino. They run off Arduino Nano that one. Oh, okay. Uh, and then I sent him the code, and he was able to download it and put it oh, back okay. in. So it's kind of a funny is I, I put in um, fuses and stuff to prevent that from happening, except for that one thing. Right. I, I did not protect against, <laughs> and and it's it just happened. yeah. So. Yeah, we, we won't spoil it. No, we won't, we won't give away the secret on it. But. We'll get away just uh, talking in general about it. So, so somebody asked if you still have time to geocache with all these caches. <laughs> I actually don't find too many caches. Um, I enjoy hiding them a lot more than finding them unless they're creative caches. Yeah. Um, I'll go out and do them. Like, you know, going caching was fun because it was all puzzles and uh, it was just, and I love doing events. I love hanging around with people, talking to people. Um, usually what I do, my puzzle boxes, uh, you know, they go to a lot of events. Um, even if I'm not there, I've, I have a couple out right now at events. Um, and I like to go there, sit at a table with them and show people, uh, the puzzle box, let them do them. They're all trackables. And it's kind of nice because you can sit there in the morning before it starts and people right. are in line and they can, you know, it gives them something to do while they're waiting around. Um, so that's what I like to do at events. I don't go and find a ton of caches around here. Yeah. You know, that was something I really appreciate about, um, w you know, what you did when we were going caching was you know, you're very patient, spent a lot of time with people, um, kind of giving them, you know, people who have different backgrounds as far as some people have never seen a gadget cache. Other people, you know, might make one, but they're not quite sure exactly where to go from there. I mean, it's like, you know, it, it's interesting. And I, I do appreciate, you know, the, the time you took just uh, to, to show everybody and let people sort of play with your, the gadgets you brought because they were interesting. And uh, I, I think they're, and correct me if I'm wrong, but I think that there's a gap between what people think they can do and what they probably actually can do, even on a s simple level with an Arduino. Do you know what I'm saying, Chad? It's like if they if they could learn how to make a simple box, then I think maybe they could get over the hump and start making more of them. Does that make sense? Right. Yeah, and I think getting over the first one and then – you know, with Arduino, it's learning the code, which is, you know, C++. It's not really common. Um, although there's so many websites you can go on to uh, that share code. And so if you want one that's, you know, uh, a diffusible bomb type thing or just something with a code, a four-digit code or a right. keypad and a lock, um, they share that all over the place online. You just have to download it, right? right. And you just have to know how to wire it. Um and so I think once you get that down, uh, it's fairly simple. I think my very first Arduino cache was, you know, I was very nervous about it. And then uh, once I kind of learned what, you know, how to how to start writing the code and everything, it was a lot easier. Right. But there's still stuff that, you know, I want to do that is way above my head on this. <laughs> right. Hey, but, you know, like you said, there's there's room to do further. You know, there, that's the cool thing about it is there's different things you can do, so many different things that you're still learning how to do those. So, uh, so we've, uh, we're talking, and I know Arduino and C plus plus are going to be above some people, right? They don't want to touch that. 
But, and we've, we've talked to you before about this too, but we've been talking a lot about 2020 and what people want to try to do this year. One of the things we'd love people to do, and I'm sure you're the same, is to try to, you know, to to break into hiding some creative geocaches. Obviously, most people aren't going to start off with programming. What would you recommend for people that want to, like, maybe start going down the path that you've gone down? Where, where should they start to really get towards that creative they want to get outside of their shell. Is there a direction you would send them, a way you would tell them to start, or what, what would you give them as your advice? Well, how I started it was uh, actually YouTube. I started looking up YouTube at Arduino projects, Arduino puzzles, um, Arduino gadget caches, and watching what people did. A lot of people um, will share their a link to the code right there on the YouTube page. Um, on that and so it's kind of just looking at that and then knowing hey can I build this you know I, don't, I know what every skill is on it so um, I'm I'm one that can build pretty much anything I want with my hands but when it comes to coding you know programming the stuff mm-hmm. um, that's a little bit harder for me and and I'm real basic at it still um, in fact I've gone to DJW house several times lately to tell me how some stuff and he's, he's very good at it oh very cool so, which I don't know if you've done any of his uh, wired caches but they're amazing oh yeah very cool so yeah some of those are in my in the 20 the 201 geocaches defined before you die Uh, there's a a wired one in that in the book but um you know one of the things that happened derek uh derek baker came to we were at the uh, pub event at geo woodstock and he brought one of yours that's the you gotta keep you have to take a set of cards and you got to figure out the order of the cards. Right. So pretty simple and whatever that, but you would be amazed. And I was, I wouldn't say I was amazed, but I was, uh, I was pleasantly surprised to see all these people who walked over and wanted, they're like, they didn't know us. They didn't know Derek, but they want to walk over and they asked, they're like, can I try this? And it was like, Oh yeah. And we explained it and they would try it. But it's like, there's like a fascination maybe, I don't know that that comes about with people who are like, Hey, how can I, you know, what is it that I can do? Or, you know, what, what do I have to do to try to solve this? You know? So it, it was, it was a lot of fun watching to me. It was a lot of fun watching others take time and have fun trying to figure the, that out to get a code, you know? And it's fun. It's, it's uh, you, you get something at the end, right? You get to discover the box itself. You're not just doing a puzzle. You actually get to get something at the end. Right. Great for, so, it's, it's kind of a great uh, event party type item. You know what I mean? It's, mm-hmm. it's a great item to have, to take to, to take the events. I, I have, I had one, it was, it was not Arduino, but it was fun dragging it out. Uh, But it's uh, people loved it. I loved when I bring it to events. But it uh, it has a um, it has a little uh, sand the timer, yeah, timer. And if you hold it a certain way, all the sand goes to the end, and then it, it it'll stop the it'll stop the uh, from the lid from coming off. So it's very rudimentary, but it's fascinating. Like I said, to watch other people who are like sit down and try to figure out, well, you know, how does it, that it, why is it, why, why can't I get it open? What, what do I need to do to get it open? You know? So I think we need, like you said, we need more of those 
out there. And I think there's, you know, most creative cash builders are willing to help people out um, if they ask for it. Um, I've helped several people out for things. Cool. Um, so I'm, I'm always up for that. Yeah, that's awesome. Are you, uh, do you chat with others on like Facebook or have you been in any of the groups? Have you found any groups on Facebook that kind of share in the creative cash information? I know there's groups for just about everything out there. I would assume there's an Arduino Facebook geocaching Facebook group too. Uh, there is one that's uh, a private closed group that I'm, I belong to and it's all geocachers um, on there. Um, but other than that, there is a gadget cache, an open group there. You can, you can go on there and talk to people there. Mm -hmm. uh, I don't know what their knowledge is on things. Right. Um, so, but you know, most people will chat and, and say something, you know, if they have an opinion about it, if they know what they're doing. Yeah, I would imagine if there's somebody with that kind of knowledge in your area, um, I've heard of people hosting uh, events where they get together and brainstorm how to do some of these creative caches. And um, that's probably a good way to share some of that knowledge offline. You know, mm -hmm. uh, like you said, people that are doing the creative caches like this are uh, they want to see more because if you're the only one hiding the creative caches, you don't get to go find them. <laughs> That's right. I'm excited to go to Minnesota to find Joshua's. Oh yeah. There you go. It's actually one I can find. <laughs> That's true. Well, uh, well, you got, like you said, if, I don't know how many is goblin dust doing many, uh, anymore or is he, he's still hiding some, um, we've done okay. some together, um, as well. Um, but, uh, yeah, he, he's, he's really active. Cool. So, very cool. Um, so do you find, and this is something that WB Tim has spent time explaining or talking to with different people, but do you find that um, you have issues with them being out in the field or do you think that you don't really have many, do you build them in such a way that you don't run into any real uh, field uh, issues with them not working or most of mine uh 90 of them i've never had an issue with uh they've okay. been out there for four years and i don't have to do anything to them um you know they blend in well they're built very well um so i don't have issues but you know there are those few people on some of them that are gonna find a way in no matter what you how you've built it or what you do. Mm -hmm. uh, and there's stuff that, you know, I, I had one where it's ran off of a 12 volt battery. That's oh, over eight feet in the air um, in a parking garage, right? It's eight feet above the cache. Right. It, so it has a Phillips head screw on the cover of it that hides the battery. He went up there and un unscrewed that to get to the battery to figure out how to get into it. Oh, God. Uh, I don't, I don't even know how we got up there, but it's stuff like that. That's like, wow. I, I wouldn't even imagine someone do that. So yeah. How many do you have out there right now? Um, I think it's like 20 or 22 uh, that I have that's active. So I had a lot, you know, a lot of my beginning ones were, you know, light skirts and basic hides that I've gotten rid of. Um, so, you know, now the ones that are left is about 2022. 20, wow. And are most of those now creative style caches? Yes. Yeah, they're all creative. So I've, I've gotten rid of all the ones that aren't. And that doesn't take up all of your time on maintenance? No, not at all. Um, That's good. No, uh, 
Luckily, most of them. So I, I uh, am a property manager uh, for a commercial property company. So right. uh, a lot of them are on properties that I manage. So I have to be at the property anyways to look at stuff once in a while. So oh, cool. that I can maintain that. And then I also give myself permission to put them on there. So there I don't you have go. any issues with that. Now, so, do you give anybody else permission to hide them in your areas? No, <laughs> I haven't yet because they're small enough properties that there's no room for more than one uh, on there. So, but I've not had anybody ask to hide one on any of our properties. Josh was saying that they're well built. Yeah. Well, that's the that is the key then, huh? Yeah. So I think we reached. I think we got it right. Well, why would you ruin my news? I'm sorry. <laughs> it is my turn to say that we got seven thousand dollars. We made it to $7,000. I am so excited. I can't even, if I wasn't so tired, I would jump up and dance right now. So, Oh my gosh, it's incredible. So y'all are all lucky that I'm not doing that. Yeah. <laughs> Jeff's doing the dance. But uh, $7,000 for St. Jude. And uh, I just thank you to everybody who has stepped up and we couldn't pick a better cause than this. You know, we got a little bit of time. We only have a little bit of time left, you know, tonight we're, we're going to finish this hour out, but, $7,000 is so much more than we thought was going to happen. We really were shooting for 5,000. We zoomed past that because of the generous people that are a part of the show and $7,000, you know, we're, we're just going to quit tomorrow because we can't work <laughs> this again. So <laughs> no, we're not quitting. We're going to go. Uh, I like how uh, somebody mentioned 10,000 is our next goal, but Oh my gosh. Let's, so just, just to recap for people who are wondering, um, our first podcast of hope was in 2016 and we wanted to raise a thousand and we raised a thousand. And then in 2017, we doubled it, made it 2000. And then last year, our original goal was 3000. Mm-hmm. And, and you were like, stop it, Gary, you need to stop. You need to, you know, back that off a little bit. And I'm like, no, we'll be fine. And then we actually re- ended up raising 4,000 last year. Mm-hmm. But that's only seven. That's seven thousand, or yeah. So we've raised what we raised in three years in just one year. Yeah, we were hoping for five thousand, and Zoom passed that to seven thousand dollars tonight. Yeah, I agree, you Dak. We might go to eight next year. That's a little more manageable. But hey, we blew past it. We were going to do five. We did seven. So who's to say we don't? plan on doing eight and do 10 next year who knows we'll see, knows. We'll see. um i'm yeah. so thankful we have we have great people that are part of the show we, we do we have such a great uh uh audience um and we have such great people in the chat room chad gets on there a lot i know um which is really good it really i think that's really makes makes the show to me even better is the fact that we have so so many experienced geocachers or experienced people who join us every week and they're able to, like you said before, Jesse, they can answer questions from, from others that we don't have to, we can kind of keep going. Oh yeah. So knowledgeable. And, um, and they're a part of the show just as much as, as some of the guests that come on. Right. Yep. Um, they're contributing information. They're very knowledgeable. And like, like you said, we've, Everybody that's on the show tonight has been in, the, you know, the regular people that are on the show tonight have been in the chat room and answered other people's questions before, too. So, yeah, that's incredible. Um, so what are you seeing, Chad, for next year as far? Well, a couple things. 
what are your plans knowing that you're going to have you're going to be inundated by a, a mess of folk who are coming up your way <laughs> for uh, for 2020 and project you know ape and geo woodstock i mean uh, have you kind of started to think through in your mind that you know maybe you know is there something you want to do special or you, like you said, you want to change out the one, but are you starting to think through kind of a plan? Or are you, what do you think for, I, ha I have a plan for it. I just okay. need to have the time to put it together. Sure. Um, you know, I have all the parts and everything. So, cool. um, yeah. And then I have other, you know, 2020 is coming up. There's gonna be a lot of people. So, you know, I'm planning a couple of new caches in a couple of places um, you know, I've just been recently, I've been, you know, busy this whole year with, uh, getting stuff ready for events. So I send a lot of stuff out for lab caches for events oh, cool. uh, and stuff like that. So, um, I think I just had two at Joshua's event, yeah. uh, there sweet his labs. So well, it what seems like the ones that I've seen of yours, uh, you know, the, the individual boxes, that's the one I got to see that you brought down to going caching. Those play perfectly for lab caches. Yeah, they do. That's about the, the coolest thing you can come up with because the way you've got it set up is a code comes at the end, which you had listed as trackables, but that could just as easily be a code for a lab cache. Right. That's a, that's a pretty special lab cache when you get to do something like that if people can make that happen. Yeah, and that's what I do is I, you know, it's just you go into the program, you just change the word at the end. I take out the trackable number and put in whatever word they want and then ship it out to them. So... Uh, Udak is asking about if you've talked to HQ about doing anything special. Um, there is a community uh, a committee uh, of us that are doing the live caches for the oh, okay. 2020 event. That's awesome. So, yeah, that that's awesome. Yeah, I, I guess outside of that, do you have other plans? I know once that that's going to take up the first part of your, you know, well maybe the whole year for you. You have any plans outside of that for next year? For the big events, um, no, just attend them and talk to people and meet them. You know, um, take some of my puzzle boxes out. Um, I already have some people that want to uh, spend a day with me and go find my caches. Um, so, Very cool. You know, I'm happy to to drive people around and and do the caches with them. Very cool. So, yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, so there's. Um, I'm tired. Uh, <laughs> he just ran out of steam right there. Steam right there. Oh, no. He's going to go take um, a nap now. So, like you're saying, you make you make some for for various places. Do you um, is there a process that you want people to follow if they want to contact you about? I mean, because obviously everybody was like, yeah, hey, make one. You know, obviously you don't <laughs> you can't do everybody's, but. Right. Um, at this point, they send me messages uh, either on Instagram or on the geocaching app Okay. Um, and uh, ask about it. Then I contact them, talk about what they want, um, you know, how many they want, where they're at. Um, New Zealand wanted a bunch, but it was $900 to ship them there. Oh my God. So, so that didn't end up happening. Um, you know, so if they contact me, we, we can discuss it if they want some for, for uh, their events. Um, so cool. I just and like having them out. They're fun. They're different. You know, it's just a different aspect of the game. 
Oh, yeah. Well, they're amazing, too. It's something so completely different. The first time you see something like that, you're you're shocked and amazed. That's that's still within the same game, right? Yeah. They're very, very different. And a lot of people, you know, that see those ones that you see at the events are like, oh, this would get stolen in a second. Um, or the way I've done some, you know, they'd be like, oh, the police would call, you know, get called and they'd shut down half the city. Well, these are for events, right? So there's someone right. usually there or it's in a – uh, business or something, so that's not going to happen. Right. I wouldn't put one of those, you know, defeasible bomb-looking ones uh, right. out in the wild because, yeah, that would that, that would be an issue. Bad. That would no. be bad. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So. But for an event, I mean, that's that's a great idea, you know. For well, and like I mentioned, it it's amazing the the people who will, they they like you know they're like the you know sticking their head up you know like a prairie dog going what's going on over there you know that's kind of what happened at the the pub thing uh you know derek had it out and all of a sudden he had you could tell all these people are like hey what's going on over there and so he had a short line of people who wanted to you know figure out the gadget so there's something inherent i guess in that you know nowadays i think people have started you know at least i guess depends on where you are in the in the U S or whatever state, you know, whatever state or country you're in, but you're starting to kind of see, you know, some of them and you're like, Oh, here's one. How's this one work? You know? Yeah. And you know, it really, you have to think about how long you want their experience to be. So if it's a lab cache, how many people are you expecting at the event is going to determine how long it should take to solve the puzzle uh, on it? Because, you know, like for the 2020 event, there's going to be over 10,000 people. You know, you can't spend several minutes trying to figure it out. Um, there's just not going to be enough time for, for everybody. Right. So, um, so you just, you know, even when you're doing a cache in general, that's what you need to think about is, is how long do you want the experience to be? Uh, if it's on commercial property, do you want them standing around the back of it? You know, I have one behind a police station um, there. And, you know, do you want them standing around, hanging around the back for an hour? You know, probably right. not. So um, it's <laughs> stuff like that you need to think about. Same when, when you're talking to, uh, business owners, you know, about that is you don't want someone sitting there, you know, all day long trying to figure this out or is trying to take stuff apart on their building. So now, the, the rules have kind of changed and you probably be one of the experts on this, but the rules have kind of changed a little bit over the years as far as how you can deal with commercial and having them inside businesses and outside. Uh, do you have any of yours actually inside businesses? I don't have any inside of a business. The closest I have is in a loading dock area okay um, but they're still not allowed in a business as far as i know uh if you had an adventure lab then you can go in a business um, and like uh library would be different right there's those caches that are the books inside of libraries and things like that yeah yeah that's different and you have permission from them but that's not commercializing it because usually libraries are public right uh, library right. so it's more of commercializing it putting a business where people actually have to go in and you know be pressured to buy something you know you don't yeah. want them in something like that so um, but yeah, you can do point. the lab adventure and then have a regular cash outside. That's tied oh, to it. yeah, that's true. Yeah, that's a good point too. Yeah, um, I think uh, a lot of them nowadays, or, or many of them, we some we talked about for Mingo Madness is to have uh, like a bonus cash or something. Yeah, after the adventure labs, it's kind of a cool idea to kind of give a bonus kind of deal. So. And we've done um, adventure labs for events uh, where they're actually in businesses in a small town. And it was kind of fun because you walk up and down the main main block of the town 
and you know you're stopping at every other store to go in and, and do these adventure labs that are these puzzle boxes um, and you actually get to talk to people along the way and, and visit and you know it's not getting in your car and driving you know an hour to go find one it's it's kind of fun to go around and talk to people right Joshua point out like with Fli- Daniel Flieger he had some that you get the lock code through a window so yeah that's kind of a cool workaround, I guess you could say, where, you know, it's got the one with the, um, the Arduino that's inside the, um, the mannequin where mm-hmm. it moves up the code. So you get a code that way. Um, you could do that. You can do an RFID card um, that you can scan through the window. Oh, um, okay. Right? Uh, I had one that was, in fact, it's this hand scanning one here that was inside a movie theater ticket booth. Um, oh, okay. And so you just put your hand up to the window that was inside and it would scan your hand and give you a code. Oh, that's very so, cool. And we had that one at uh, an, another event in the lobby of a hotel. If only I knew somebody that just got <laughs> some adventure labs. Uh, <laughs> that be. Yeah. Is it Gary? Dog. <laughs> rude. Very rude. As, I'm too tired to be nice anymore. As, as Mike Rowe would say, rude. Very rude. Yeah, <laughs> yeah if you can find a sp- spot for stuff like that, they're great adventure labs. Joshua ha- or Joshua Jesse has adventure labs. Yeah, right? I just happened to get some of those. And Burning a hole in his pocket that I don't want to say anything about on the air, but uh, I may have to email you when we, when we yeah. get off the air. Apparently, another one we did that was really good, um, and this was a, a good teamwork one. Is uh, a gentleman in Texas had an idea for a cache. Um, and contacted me to to do the coding for it and building it. Um, and it actually, you actually have to take it and scan five different areas, oh. and it ti- and it times you through everything. Wow! wow. Um, and uh, it it's actually really cool. It's the, if you see the nuclear sign up there behind mm-hmm. me, yeah, uh, that's one of the pucks that you have to scan. I did that actually for Hanford Nuclear Reservation or Nuclear Plant up here. Um, oh. But what it what it is is this is the the scanner is here. You turn it on, and it kind of looks like a Geiger counter. Yeah. And these are the pucks. And so you scan it, and it will tell you if it's correct or not. You have to scan them in the correct order, and it will count down. And as it gets closer to the timing out, because you have to get to the next puck to scan it before it times out, it will actually start ticking faster and faster. (laughs) Um, And that part, Jeremy uh, from Texas um got hold me on that and i said oh i can do that because it's the same thing as that card scanning game um that i have but it's you're taking the box and scanning cards right um and then he wanted to add some stuff so i actually got a hold of uh djw house and he actually was able to add the coordinates in on it and then he goes hey how about if we make it and make noise and then speed it up so you know it's kind of nice working with people because you all get together and you brainstorm then you come up with this great idea and now I can use this anywhere. Um, you know, you can change the distance in between times and how long it gets there and coordinates and stuff. So that's kind of a fun thing to do to get a hold of people. If you're creative, you know, um, Dave um, or DJW House, he's right. amazing at, at programming stuff. I mean, if you look at his cache, you'll see that. I can build anything you want. Um, and then uh, Jeremy from Texas had the great idea. So it's kind of nice to get together with people and yeah. get stuff together like that. So. Yeah. You can get a good group of people in your area or they don't have to be in your area. I mean, Dave lives in Chicago and right. uh, I talk to him all the time. We do stuff together all the time. So that's cool. Yeah. He's so, yeah. 
Dave's love to love to code with a great team. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. So do y'all work through like, cause you're saying that for the most part, you're doing relatively simple Arduino programming for it, but are you kind of, like you said, you're trying to branch out a little bit and expand the, what you're using uh, code wise and try to, so do you, do you obviously you probably then reach out to like Dave or somebody and go, Hey, what's the code to do X, you know, and I'm not quite following the, the loops that have to be done and all that in the code. Yeah. So I'll reach out to them. Um, I'll try and figure it out first if I can. Yeah. Um, if it's something complicated, but I'll reach out to him and, and he's fairly good. I'll send him what I have. And yeah. then he looks at it and I think half the time he just scraps the whole thing and starts over. But, uh, you know, he'll, he'll do some stuff to it and ask me some questions and what exactly I'm wanting, you know, it to accomplish uh, at the end. And, um, you know, he'll work some stuff out, send it to me, you know, I'll build the thing, test it, see what works, what doesn't let him know. So, you know, we just go back and forth that way. Is there a simulator online that you can kind of run code through and see what happens or in the program we use Arduino one, you can just, you can compile it, but it doesn't show you exactly what it's doing. And that's one of the hard parts with Arduino is it it doesn't allow that. So you kind of have to build it. Yeah. I wasn't sure if somebody had created a a website to kind of let you run some code through a test and see what comes out the other end kind of thing. Yeah. Not that I know of. Okay, cool. So, and, and just building, you know, creative stuff is is just what I like and stuff that people don't see, stuff that's not normal. Um, you know, the donut box I took to HQ for the, uh, when Joshua had that uh, that uh, HQ, uh, well, I forget what it was called, but, you know, you thanked him for doing stuff. Um, oh, yeah, I went, yeah. I went and took him a bunch of donuts, and that's what this box is here, is there's a puzzle on it. Right. And the donuts are inside locked up oh, that's and awesome. so, so you know, i call it a donut box and so they had to figure out the puzzle to get to the donuts that, that's awesome so and i built that just for that one day genius uh, it's kind of fun but um you know a lot of these things you can see i i've done custom signs for ape events right um geocoin fest stuff like that i have a four person simon says a simon says that you have to use your feet with um, your feet. Yeah, oh. that's that's a lot harder than you think. I'm pretty good at Simon Says, but that was, that was hard to do. Try doing it with your feet. That's a little rougher. Yeah, yeah. That had to be level to it for sure. <laughs> yeah. Make your toes go. It's like, no, I wanted to push that one. No, I wanted to push that one. Oh, that's so awesome. I have a room full of stuff that I've, I've done for events, and it kind of just sits there. Um, I pull some stuff out once in a while to, you know, just have it out on display. But, right. you know, most of the stuff sits in the back and collects dust. Uh, after I've used it a few times. Yeah. Well, you, you told me when, um, like when we were we were talking at going caching, you'd had the one that you brought for display, but you were like, "Hey, I'm ready to tear the thing apart and throw it away, or not, not tear it tear it apart for for to salvage and parts." And you're like, "I'm like, no, no, it works. Don't, don't, <laughs> don't do that. It it actually worked, y'all. Because some of us that don't really understand, you know, we're like, no, it works. Don't tear it apart." I think everybody who creates a cache, right, later at some point is like, oh, I can do that better. It could look a lot nicer. Um, I think we're a lot more critical on ourselves than other people. You know, I see flaws that you probably wouldn't right. be on it or notice. So yeah. at some point I want to redo them. So <laughs> Yeah, you showed me the 
this one has a uh, where a hole was. It's like, oh man, it's the, the drilled holes were off. Yeah, so they weren't exactly even. Uh, um, Age wise one's asking you about uh, Raspberry Pi. I don't, I, I'm familiar with it, but I have a couple pies. Um, I do not. Uh, that's a Python code, and I don't know much about it. Um, they're a lot more expensive. So Arduino is a microcontroller, and a Pi is a microprocessor. So Pi is actually a computer. Right. Um, so they're you know they're forty dollars or so. I get the the nanos for like two bucks a piece. Oh, okay. So if I destroy one of those or someone does something and messes it up, it, it doesn't hurt as bad as a Raspberry Pi. Plus, I don't know how to program it. But if you <laughs> if you know a lot about Raspberry Pi, you can really make some really creative of things with it. So, Right. Um, some of the ones that I've seen, and you've probably seen also over time, the one that's up by Joshua up in Minnesota area where you have to either – it's got a probe and you either have to take the probe and put it in coffee or something and make the, the temperature go to a certain level or put it in ice water and try to look, you have to do one of the two. Mm-hmm. Is that, is that hard to program or is that fairly simple or is that? I'm, I'm not programmed. I do have those probes to do that. And okay. I think it would be a pretty simple state. I mean, you're just, you're wanting to know what the high, the, the high point would be and the low point would be. So it, I think it'd be a simple if statement, Right. So right. you'd have to do an order, right? So the first thing would it would right. have to hit a certain temperature, and then if that happens, then the bottom one needs to hit. But it, I'd have to look it up. I know that code is shared all over the internet. Sure. Um, so it'd be pretty simple to do. Um, I imagine, but yeah, is that similar? Or uh, WV Tim has the one that is um, you have to carry it up, um, so it's got some sort of altitude. Mm-hmm. Uh, the you know sensor in it is that just another Arduino plug-in that can be created. I think that one would be way above my level because I think they would have to use some kind of GPS to recognize right where it's at. Uh, he uses Olaf uh, out of Germany to program his stuff. Yeah, uh, who's amazing. Um, he's worked at stuff. He's he's done a couple things for me. And uh, just his knowledge of things is amazing <laughs> that's cool. and, and stuff. So, uh, but uh, yeah, I, that's not anything I could do myself. Okay. So have you got any, and you don't have to give away any spoilers or anything you actually have planned, but have you come up with any ideas or seen any ideas that you haven't figured out yet, but you'd really love to incorporate it into one of your smart caches? Uh, I'm working on one right now. Uh, with Dave actually to, to get it together. Um, so, and hopefully that it will be in place for 2020. So and it's, it's, you can give us, uh, it, it would just be a scale system, right? With an Arduino. So, but it will have weights in it and you got to do, I'm sure you've seen them before. Um, but want a little bit more complicated, um, on it. So that's one, you know, and again, I'm not, when it comes to the scale and reading the scale and, you know, having to measure and um, you know, I think you have to zero every time stuff like that. So you get the right weights Um, working with uh, Dave on that is, uh, is what I'm doing just to get it all set. So. Very cool. Somebody asked, how did you make the hundred foot cash? (laughs) Dig down a hundred feet and you put a chain down. No, it was, uh, it's very simple. So I have a, I have a, and I, I think everybody has seen this, right? It's a it's a chain that comes out of a pipe. It's on my uh, Instagram page. 
Um, and it's a hundred feet long and you got to sit there and you pull this chain for a hundred feet. And at the very end of it is a bison tube. <laughs> so, uh, what it is, is it's, uh, it's a six inch pipe that goes into the ground with the, with the turn on it. Um, and then it has a cap on it. And so the chain is connected to the cap. So it can't fall in and you take the cap off, pull it down. You got to pull it for a hundred feet, but it's not buried a hundred feet. Right. It's only buried two feet. At the very bottom is a 10 inch pipe that all the chain goes into. Oh, right. So underground, it, it actually flares out to a 10 inch pipe that all the chain goes into. So, <laughs> so <laughs> and it has a sign on it. It says uh, something like uh, geo, it's a geo well testing station that measures <laughs> awesome. down to a hundred feet or something like that. That's forget. Exactly. That's a so, great idea. Yeah, absolutely. I have a monitoring station, one that, that has a red flashing light that, and antenna that comes out of it. Uh, it's a big box behind a commercial property, and it has a sign on it that says "Notice uh, uh, Geo Monitoring Station Authorized Personnel Only" or something like that. That's awesome. Um, stuff like that. So yeah, he was asking if you, if you were if you dug that hole, but I, I think I did. It's only okay. two feet deep, not hundred feet. So that's yeah, true. It's only two feet. Yeah, it's all coiled up in there. So that's great. Yeah. So uh, and I I get yeah I saw his question yeah. on the permission there uh that is the property that i manage so uh yeah i talk, i gave myself permission yeah you gave yourself permission. there you go that's the thing that people don't don't kind of forget about is the fact that if you have the if you have it oh joshua can jump on real quick come on in joshua we'll love you come in hey joshua hey guys <laughs> <laughs> what, what are you doing i'm not quite sure what joshua's doing are you okay? I'm fine. Can you hear me? Yeah. Yes. I want I want you that cash that you described. I have one right in my office. Oh, oh sweet. Let's see it. Hold on. Hold on. Okay. All right. No problem. Did you guys see this? Like, what is Josh doing? Oh, there it is. <laughs> I have yet to hide it. Can you see it? Yeah, that's awesome. Okay. Below. I love it. Oh wow. And, you, and yeah, it's totally it's totally that you can put it long long chain inside of it <laughs> that's awesome that's funny. Is, is this like the one you're talking about bounce bounce um yeah. mine has a hundred foot chain right so it's a yellow plastic chain that you right. actually have to pull and pull and pull but yes it's like that just like that. right yeah. well yeah mm -hmm. i mean i i have to go to home depot and actually buy get a some chain. chain yeah yeah anyway, yep just like that yeah, with the yeah. sign and everything yeah i love it that right. made your sign. no you're fine I, I like just it. wanted I wanted to sh share that since you were talking about it. Oh yeah, no, I appreciate it. That was awesome. Awesome. Have a good night, guys. Congrats on seven thousand. Thanks, Josh. Thank you. Thanks, thanks, Chad, for all your help. I really appreciate oh, it. Oh yeah, no problem. That's awesome. And uh, we're almost right here to the end, so we need to see how we're doing on our whittling project as well. Yeah. It looks he, like we have fire going on over still there. Working on it. Yeah, I'm just. Uh, Browning up the edges a little bit. I like to do that just to give a little bit of a yeah. Oh, yeah. But um, yeah, the front end Love is it. pretty three-dimensional. Wow. Oh, dude, that's awesome. I, I ran into a couple of knots, so a couple of spots have uh, been chipped out a little bit. So sure. I can fix it up or make it work. But uh, otherwise, yeah. yeah, worked out pretty well, I think. Awesome. Yep. And you did the whole project during this podcast. Yeah, yep. eight hours. <laughs> well, yeah, it was eight hours. Yeah, yeah, it, it was a solid eight hours. Let me yep. tell you, 
And I can add a tracking code on the back as well, so it can oh, be a cool. trackable little thing. Ah, very cool. Um, well, Gary, we're we're down to the last six minutes, and the the fear that I have is it's going to kick us off immediately at that six minutes. Yeah, we'll wrap. We'll so wrap up our last total in case we get cut off. Yeah, wrap up a couple minutes um, you know, beforehand. Yeah, let me give us. Uh, let me give our total real quick, and I'll yep. give it again if it changes. But uh, oh yeah, we ended up hitting a full seven thousand and thirty dollars. Wow! So they didn't even stop at the seven thousand that we were begging and pleading for. We <laughs> gave an extra thirty bucks on top of that. They so, just kept going. Awesome. Uh, we Thanks, we soared past the five thousand dollars we were hoping for. Yep, seven thousand and thirty dollars, and uh, incredible. We have a lot of prizes that are going out very soon. Yep, and uh, just a bunch of fun content tonight. Yep, a lot of a lot of we're gonna do a lot of uh, random.orgs over the next week. We can get uh, a lot of mailing. Yeah, a lot of mailing. Well, the good part <laughs> is that um, the most of our vendors. I told them just hang on to it and I'll let them, you know, so it doesn't, we didn't double, right, right. double ship. So like for Chad, we'll, Chad, we'll send you the person's name who won and their mailing address. So that'll yeah, work. They can pick uh, between, you know, one of the, the puzzle boxes. Um, if they want something they could take to events, if they like events and want to track a wall cool. or an ammo can with the, with the gadget cache in it. Okay. Sweet. So, yeah. Um, We'll find it. We'll figure out who wins, and then I'll contact them and figure out what they want to do. Give them the you know, go over it again, or uh, just send the puzzle box to me, and then I'll figure it out later. Okay, <laughs> you're gonna you keep. May not ever make it to them. I'm sorry. Yeah, you're gonna keep it. So that's right. All right. Well, um, thanks everybody. Incredible night. Um, just a lot of fun. Um, but man, I'm I'm beat. As you know, I, I I've uh, zoned out a couple times. In eight hours. Well, I got a, I got the flu, so I sat here for eight hours with the flu, and I made it. So <laughs> I've been drinking seven eight hours. hours. It was a worthy cause. Seven it was. You up? Just and don't yeah. talk tomorrow. Let your throat rest. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, gotta go to work tomorrow. So, all right. Um, thanks, everybody. And I think we're gonna. Should we do the the, the our usual wrap up? Might as well. Right. Our final outro of uh, after eight hours. Yeah. I'll probably let my Whittle stream go just a little longer because I've got That's a couple fun. things to finish first, and then uh, you're yeah. good. Very cool, and we'll get that prize out as well. And uh, mm -hmm. yeah, we'll let you know, Jeff. That's that's very cool. And really, thanks to everybody. Our final thanks to everybody that uh, that joined in, that stayed yeah. in, got in for how they could, gave when they could, and uh, this is so for people that are listening to this after the live show. The link is still up. So yep. you will still take it from, you know, the donations. Yep. Uh, it'd be great if that continued to grow over the next month or so. And, and yep. saying you got even more money. So um, feel free to just use that link. If you're listening to this audio podcast later. Yep. Absolutely. Well, here we go. Folks, we hope you've enjoyed the show tonight, as well as our new format. Please email us your comment at geocachetalk at gmail.com. Don't forget to follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. The show can be found on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Radio Public, or Spotify, as well as at the Geocache Talk website. Don't forget to click that subscribe button below and ring that bell notification so that you can see and hear the show on a weekly basis. And tell your friends about the show. Get them involved with us in the chat room. And until next week, don't just talk about geocaching. Go geocaching. Here we go. Good night, everybody. Good night, everybody. All right, good night.